Education is a very funny thing. Um, and a lot of people expect, um, you know, a, an education to obviously come out and get you a good job. And you hear a lot about this in the news. You know, why do people go into debt, in, you know, somewhere between 20000 to 40000 to 60000 to even $100,000 in debt for... Um, an education that will most likely get you a job that will pay somewhere around, at least starting off somewhere between forty and sixty, maybe eighty thousand dollars a year. A lot of people don't don't understand, you know, why why that system is so broken. And frankly, I'm not sure it is broken. You know, um, like, like everyone's complaining about why the minimum wage is so low, and why why people at McDonald's aren't aren't making enough to live on. Well, I mean, it's a McDonald's job. I mean, do, do you really need an explanation for that? Are we really comparing today to, you know, what it was like 50 years ago? Is that really the standard? Do we really need to keep keep that level of, um, you know, expectations the same over 50 years? You know, a college education, like anything else, is just... It's, you know, is is driven by market demand. You can't you can't just say you want more for doing the same amount of work. You got to offer more. Okay. People get upset why CEOs, you know, and presidents of company will get paid millions and millions of dollars more. Well, frankly, they do more. They do more. They do a lot more for the company than the person at McDonald's. Why Why would they get paid the same? But back to my education thing, you know, what I wanted to talk about was um, whether or not it was even fair, what the expectation was. And frankly, I don't, I don't think it is. Okay, so education, think about it. You pay $40,000, you know, for $50,000 at, at a, at a four-year institution, at inside your state, okay, you're not paying out-of-state costs, you're paying in-state costs, so tuition is roughly somewhere between eight and $12,000 a year. Check it yourself. That includes UCLA. I'm not talking about room and board or food, okay? I'm just talking about the tuition alone. So, you know, UCLA, some people think, oh, it's twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a year. No, it's really not. It's only $10,000 a year. So it's a in-state college, and most in-state colleges charge around that much. Probably if you go to another state where it's not as expensive, it's going to be even less. So what can, you know, what are your expectations for a $40,000 investment, any $40,000 investment? How much would you possibly expect to return on your money on a $40,000 investment? People don't understand this. You know, they think $40,000 is a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, Okay. So once you get over that fact and you and you compare it to any other investment, you know, what you get back for it is a million times better. You you, you put in $40,000, you come out and you make $40,000 a year. That's on the low end obviously. That's what people that's probably a number most people hate to hear, but that's what I made when I came out. Well, actually I made 50 and then I got changed jobs and then I started making like 45. You know, that's what I started making first out of college. So what am I doing? I'm making a hundred percent return on my investment in the first year. Okay, I spent fifty thousand dollars over the course of five years to get my degree in engineering, 
And the first year it came out, I made $50,000 a year. That's 100% of my money. Dude, that's a lot. That's a great return. Where else could you find that type of return? Nowhere. Now, granted, it's in yourself. It's not in, say, an investment like a like a rental property or a business. You know, so you expect a higher return. But how much more? You want 60000 70000 a year? Dude, you're already making a 100% return on your money in the first year. You know? If you want more, you got to do more. You got you got to educate yourself more. You know, and what do most people say when they graduate college and they get a job? How much of their education do they say applies that they actually use on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis at their job? Probably little to nothing, right? Most what's your degree saying to most um employers is that okay you've invested enough in yourself to where i know i can trust you to come here and do you know some basic tasks um at a respectable level and not embarrass my company with your you know with your low intelligence that's essentially what your degree says almost every degree does the same thing you know for an employer anyways but once you get into there it's a whole different ball game you know most people think you're entitled to a high salary, you know, annual raises, um, probably a promotion if you stay there long enough. And long enough, I mean, really is far too long, you know. I'm not sure. A lot of people don't respect time, and and that hurts them so much more than really anything else. I know so many friends who just don't respect time at all. Um, but they get into an employer and they just they just settle right away. Like they just sit down and they just start settling. Once they, once they get the job down, they just start chilling. They stop learning. They stop pushing themselves. They're not in a rush to do their work because they know they have more time than they ever need. They gotta spend eight eight nine ten hours a day there anyway. So why rush it, right? So they what do they do? They chit chat with the with the neighbor. They freaking play games. They they. They browse on their phone. They're watching March Madness or or taking advantage of, you know, Black Friday or Saturday online shopping, whatever that is. Cyber Monday, right? Cyber Monday shopping. They just freaking chill. So what what is that? What is the root cause of that? You don't respect time. And they settle and they feel entitled. And then when it comes time to review, you know, they're wondering, hey, I've been doing a great job. Why am I not getting a raise? Why am I not getting a promotion? I want to be supervisor. I want to be manager. All right? First of all, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a manager. I, managers are great. But but you know what a manager is? A manager is someone who's putting in more time than you and more effort. That That's really what it is. So if you're dissatisfied with your job, if you're unhappy with the with the level of work and, you know, you're not exactly in a rush to do more work for longer hours, then I highly doubt that being a manager is what you want, because right, that's exactly what a manager is. A manager is the same as an individual contributor, the guy that he manages, except he's dedicated more time, more effort, and more accountability to that job. That is it. It doesn't mean that he's better at managing people. It's that That is most certainly not it. In fact, a manager really has little understanding of what it means to manage people, okay? Um, they think...
think managing people means you know keeping them happy, um, making sure that they're they're not complaining, um, making sure that they're doing their job right. Okay, um, they think that it's, it's about allocation of you know what what people should I put on what project, but rarely that do, do they even have that um, power. You know, it's more about uh, I I only have so few things. I I gotta put this guy here. He's been doing it forever. If I move, he's gonna bitch and complain. So I'm not gonna move him. Okay. So that that's really what a manager is like, to be honest. It's not something to be coveted. Um, the the best managers are the ones that are frankly um, pushing their employees to do better, holding them accountable, um, not never settling for less. But it takes guts to do that. It takes a willingness to um, almost, in, in a sense, you know, be willing to lose what they have to push themselves and their people further. But um, those those are far and few between. Anyways, so you know, just back to the education level. My whole point about this is is that, frankly, I think that you know what you get for what you pay is very reasonable. Um, another benefit of getting education, if you're, if that's what you're after, um, and you, because you think about it, there are other people. There are people who make as much or more money, but the type of work is different. You know, you you get a college education so you can pretend like you're that office person. You sit at a desk. You do the you do the typing work. You do the documentation, the administrative work. You, you know, maybe maybe engineering, design work, but you're really an office person and you're not a floor person. A lot of floor people, you know, they make a lot of money. You know, labor labor union jobs, overtime, um people who have um have put in several years at their job, um they make a, they make over $100,000 easy. Some of them make $200,000. You know, you hear about firefighters making over $200,000 with all their overtime. And they took frankly you know, no college, edu- no college education. Um, probably did not have to push themselves to educate themselves any further than beyond what they l- learn on the daily basis. Um, but still, they make more than enough. But what is the difference? You know, you're they have hard labor work. You know, you got to go out there carry the hoses. You got to drive on the truck. You got to fight the fires, the hot fires. Yeah, dig the trenches or whatever else they do, you know. So there's a different level of kind of respectability for people who don't necessarily have to do hard labor work. Nothing wrong with firefighters, don't get me wrong. Maybe that's not the greatest example, but there are a lot of other jobs, hard labor work, where you don't have to necessarily rely on your body to to produce income. You know, as long as you're, as long as you can sit at a desk and use your fingers to type, you know, you'll never have to worry about um, a job, so there's a different type of security that comes with that. But frankly, you know, the, all those expectations are so low. All all of the expectations are very low. You know, if you're going to be an employee, be the best employee in the world. Take full accountability. Um, you know, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know any how to how to categorize or profile myself when I was early on. But all I knew was is that. This job is freaking easy. Whatever job I did, I was like, this is too easy. I'm just sitting here. I could finish my work in one or two hours a day. Employers hate to hear that, by the way. If you tell your manager or your supervisor that, hey, I need more work. 
I'm bored. I'm finishing this too quickly. I can take almost... They don't want to hear that. Can you believe that? And, and I can tell. You can tell by the body language and the tone of their voice. Every single time I tell somebody that, because I just want to be honest. I'm an honest, upfront person. They, they, first of all, they sigh. They, like, they're trying to tell me, like, you know, um, nonverbal cues, right? Stop bugging me. That's what they're trying to say. Stop freaking bugging me about this, dude. I got my own problems. I got my own responsibilities. The last thing I want to do is figure out what to, to keep you busy. You know, you know what I mean? So, they may say that, and you may say that during the interview, that that's a great thing, but once you actually do it, it's a whole different game. It's so funny. And it's all about settling. It's all about not not appreciating time. So anyway, so what, what I just naturally said, okay, well, dude, I just maxed out my, my work. I can't literally do anything else without pissing somebody off. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start building up my resume. You know, if my company pays for anything, they, I will I will do it. I started getting certificates and shit that I never needed. You know, um, blueprint, GD&T um, explanations, um, non-destructive testing uh, certificates. Um, and, Industry, I don't want to list what exactly it is, but you know there there's a lot of other certificates and um, like smaller degrees that you can get. I got them all. I got them all. I got them so quick, you know. And they were so easy. The classes were so easy. Knocked them out. Got them. It, it doesn't necessarily. You know, I don't think employers really technically even appreciate that. But what it does show is is that you're trying to get better. You know, when I see when I see a resume and I see someone who's got a lot of certificates on their thing, they don't necessarily have been moving up very much, but they're getting a lot of stuff, I can tell at least they're trying to get better. They're not settling, and it does it does mean something different. There are two types of employees, the, the person who does that and the one who just literally sticks with one job for the next 20, 30 years. They will move up. They will become manager, maybe even, you know, um, director, or something like that, but they took that path, you know what I mean, frankly, I don't know how those people do it, I have complete respect for them, they are extremely valuable to the company, um, but think about what that person has done, okay, that person has sacrificed the most valuable asset for that company, their time, they have dedicated their entire lives to that company, that is a that is an amazing sacrifice that frankly I am not um I am not as proud or as capable of doing. Uh, if you ask me to sit in a chair in the same desk or in the same building and meet the same people every single day, bro, I don't <laughs> I don't even know just the thought of it sometimes. The thought of sitting at the same place Knowing the same people, seeing people rotate, coming in and out, attrition. Good employees come, good employees leave, bad employees come, bad employees leave. I see I see the same products over and over for the, for the most part. You know, you become extremely valuable to the company because you have experience. I don't care what processes, procedures somebody, some company has. If you have employees who have experience and knowledge in that field, in that specific product for decades... I mean that guy can I mean that guy can run the show for you if you need, you know. He will bring up issues that you won't even remember that you that are lost in documentation in your server. That stuff has been like destroyed somehow. 
You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I need to move. I need to see things. And I, I think a lot of that, frankly, comes from your your childhood, your upbringing. You know, as a child, uh, my mother took me to took me to Hong Kong almost every year. Um, we have a lot of family over there. And in addition to that, you know, we would do a lot of traveling when we go over there. Philippines, Japan, Vietnam, Thailand, um, all those all those other little countries over there. And of course China. So and then, you know, of course we do some other little traveling elsewhere, you know, like Hawaii, Canada, Mexico, stuff like that. Um but you know, perspective is a huge part of life. I'll probably do another even podcast on that too. You know, perspective is huge. Uh, I really believe that people who don't necessarily get out very much, as um, you know, as a child or even as an adult, your perspective is much smaller. You you feel like you're. I, I would think that you feel like the box is smaller. You know, you you don't you don't understand. Different. You don't have a, as much appreciation for different cultures. You know, you, you feel like the 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 cycle that you're living in is repetitive. It's a smaller box. I don't know how else to say. You're, so it's a much smaller box, um, and, and it's gonna just trickle and ripple through your entire life. You know, I know people who've never tried dim sum. You know what I mean? Like dim sum. Everybody in the world should know what dim sum is and have tried dim sum or dumplings. You know what I mean? I mean, this is not this is not some tiny little culture and and their own specific food. I mean, this is like the Chinese um cuisine. Uh it's their breakfast. You know, you go to any major metropolitan area, even the smaller cities, dude, there's probably somebody serving dim sum somewhere, you know. So if you haven't tried it before, that just tells me, man, what have you been eating your whole life? Have you been eating dumplings and I mean, I'm not dumplings, but like burgers and fries and steaks. I mean, have you literally been eating that your entire life? I mean, have you tried pho? You know what I mean? Have you have you gone around? Have you tried some different cuisines before? It's it's crazy. So, and, and it that doesn't just apply to America. I'm not trying to say it's just Americans. I mean, there's a lot of um, you know, Chinese people that with the same thing. They just they just all they eat is Chinese um, Chinese food. They're all the time. They don't even try anything else. It never even occurs to them, you know. So, um, oh, this is what I always do. I always go way off tangent. So, anyways, boy, back to education. So, I, you know, again, this is something I could never prove, but I know there's a correlation, you know. I guarantee you the people who stick with a job most of their lives, one job, one desk, one company, most of their lives had a very um, um, limited, limited perspective childhood. Okay, um, they may be they're hardworking, but they're not ambitious by any means. You can't be ambitious. It, it's impossible. Okay, it's impossible to be, to be ambitious with one company for the majority of the part. Okay, obviously there are exceptions. There are exceptions in any field, but the majority of people who stick with one company their entire lives, okay, they're not ambitious, they do not take full accountability for what they do, okay, they do not continually improve themselves in terms of education, 
um, training, whatever you want to call it, all right? Don't be that person, all right? Don't be that person. All right, that's it. Thank you.